0: So hello and welcome to the Oliver James podcast, bringing new conversations with industry leaders, everything you need to know about building connections and how to enhance and elevate your career. So today we've been joined by OJ's Executive Director and Group Chief Commercial Officer of Brighter Consulting Group, Ben Moses, and Brighter Consulting Group CEO, Dean Manning. So thank you again for both joining us today. It's nice to have you back.
1: Hello, thanks Steph. Afternoon Steph.
0: Amazing. So in today's episode, we'll be discussing all things IR35 reform. So naturally, this has been a big talking point um, amongst the market. So with this in mind, then, how is um, Brighter Consulting Group preparing for the IR35 reform? Uh,
2: Rigorously. So as a business, we have a, a very, very, I feel good approach and detailed approach to how we are dealing with IR35. We have a mixture of um, of engaged workers, um, and we have taken detailed processes to do determinations on any of our flexible workforce that uh, that it sort of impacts. Um, R35 is a big change. Uh, it's not a scary change. It's a, it's a, a fairly reasonable and fairly straightforward change. Um, we are proud to support clients who have been very pragmatic about the change and implemented good and strong processes around how they're dealing with it Uh, as of we uh, obviously my my knowledge uh, sort of as the the oj um person is is very very strong we've been looking at this for a number of years uh, as a business and and supporting our clients on their approach Uh, brighter is no different Um, one thing i'm very, very keen to point out is that the project solutions business offering um, and our engagement with, with Brighton and Dean um, was planned and was ongoing way before any R35 impacts hit this business offering. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, consultancies popping up all over the place recently, uh, I, and I think that if they all have the same Internal operations that we do in approach to IR35, then great, um, because we were very confident that this the, the business um, is operating compliantly with IR35, and there was a need for for our evolution anyway. But I am seeing a few dubious setups out there, and um, I'd be you know encouraging all of our clients and and uh, other businesses out there to ensure they've done a full review of their um supply chain from a procurement and a, a human capital perspective because you know the, the changes to r thirty five uh or be any any big change like this and a regulatory perspective challenging and at times frustrating i think that the changes are sensible and um if you if you set your business up correctly, you can operate with both inside and outside i r thirty five engagements uh, legitimately and fairly as there's, there's a place in the world for both of them. And um, I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm, I'm very, uh, uh, very clear on our approach, and I'm very pleased with how we've approached it.
0: Okay, amazing. And how does um, Brighter assist and support clients with the IR35 reform? Um, I think the uh, it's not
2: really Brighter's. Place to assist with with how they deal with the reform. Um, we at Oliver James have been very uh, very proactive in talking to our clients about how they deal with these changes. Obviously, there's a free change and a post-change environment, and I think OJ has been exceptional at uh, at advising clients and helping clients design their approach. Oh, from the brighter side of it, uh, you know our house is in order. Everything that we've done, we, we've done with with partners and from my knowledge and our superb back office team at, uh, at both companies knowledge on, on how to approach it. We've had a few questions from our clients about setting up their own internal projects and programs to implement new processes, to engage with new procurement uh, partners and, uh, and, and understand the legislation, which we've been more than happy to share knowledge to, uh, to try and enrich our client's visibility and an understanding of the legislation change. Uh, But from a, uh, you know, how a brighter advising our clients, it's not really our place to do so. Um, We we have, of course, imparted as much knowledge as we can. um, And Oliver James, uh, it's definitely their place to do so. So any any clients that have needed extensive information or training or, um, or or, uh, I suppose knowledge sharing have, have every reason to go and have a chat with OJ about it, but from a brighter perspective, we're we're compliant, we're set up correctly, we've run determinations on any assignment that that, uh, it was necessary to do so, and uh, we're very proud of of how we've dealt with it, and we're, we're good to go
0: and you mentioned that obviously a, a number of um consultancies are, are sort of popping up over the last sort of six months and um, how can clients ensure that they undertake um the right or what sort of due diligence do clients need to undertake to make sure that they are working with the right consultancies
2: so uh, every every consultancy um that i've ever engaged with does uh, does also engage with uh, a flexible workforce. It's 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 part of the consulting model. You know, I know even the, the biggest consultancies engage with um, with flexible workforce. It's it, it's fine. It's part of the the general business model. Um, however, some of the consultancies that are operating, um, I feel, might be using the loophole of being a, a, a small enterprise. So i um, using the loophole that they're not necessarily needing to be compliant with IR35, um, which again is it, it that is that is what the legislation says, but I'm sure those businesses have designs on being much bigger than they are currently. So you know, we would advise that any client make sure that that is not being used as a, uh, a get out clause. Um, there are recruitment businesses who have spun up consultancies and migrated some of their current contractors into those companies. Um, you know, we we don't have any case law to suggest that that is a problem yet, but I I wouldn't like to be sat in a OJ consulting business right now. It's not it's not something that I would know how to to run. It's not a business that um, is designed specifically to deliver projects, which Brighter is, which is run by, by Dean and uh, Emma and Graham and uh, and I'm on the actuarial side, Ankit Gorang. These guys have delivered projects for decades and decades. In Dean's case, three hundred and fifty years. So, um, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so, so you know, th- this business is run by experts. Yes, they have me as a a commercial advisor, but um, I, I I would my advice to businesses would just be to ensure. The consultancy you're engaging with is a consultancy um, it has done all of its compliance correctly and um, we would be prepared to share any of our determination or reviews or internal processes with any of our clients so if you have any uh, concerns and um, just just ask your partner to, to share some of their internal processes their determinations with you that should give you some comfort uh, i think hmrc will be Looking very carefully at some of the consulting models in the market, um, and we're pleased to say, if they, they come and have a chat with us, they'll uh, they'll find everything in working order.
0: Yeah, and is there anything you would say? Um, so, for, let's say, for example, um, a company comes to you um, for obviously advice support. Um, kind of what 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 are the next steps in terms of how you can help them navigate obviously the IR35 reform?
2: Yeah, so we have a lot. We have a lot of um, partners who've advised us, l- law firms. Um, obviously, OJ have advised uh, Brighter as we have a number of our other clients. So gather up and soak up as much information as you can. There's lots and lots of free information out there, whether it's starting with the government website and right the way through to agencies like OJ who've spent years running this R35 project. Um, if you go to consultancies and uh, forgive me for saying this Dean but they tend to have a, a you know a, a, an agenda and um, you know would want, want want to win work or they want to advise something in a specific way which benefits them and um, we have never done that at Brighter but I I am aware of consultancies who um who have given information based on it being very, very beneficial to them so I, I would advise if if you do want more information about IR35, you want some support, loads of literature out there, and the best people to probably speak to are your trusted agency partners, like Oliver James, um, uh, have have advised a number of clients. Yes, Brighter can talk about it because of the inherent knowledge of the board about IR35, and, but unless it's a programme that needs delivering end-to-end, specifically around implementing mm-hmm. IR35, there's probably better places to go for information and support. Um, sorry if I've just talked you out of some business there, Dean, but um, I, I, you know, I hope I hope you agree with that.
1: No, I do. And to be honest, is that the type of business you want to get? Probably not. Right. So you were a bit more diplomatic, but there are body shops that have popped up. Right offering solutions to um to navigate around io35 but we're not an io35 solution you know we're a bona fide consultancy to projects and programs it's just a byproduct of the times that we're in at the minute that the legislation changes have come around so we just make sure that a we understand them fully so we've been discussing and planning how we're going to react to that for the past two years uh, B, you know, making sure we've got the right tools in place to be able to do determinations, etc. And then I guess the last one, which is probably a bit more important is, I think Ben touched on it a little bit, we've had you know, experts, tax experts, lawyers, all sorts of people, given us guidance. So we've made sure we've got all of the contractual pieces uh, in place. So you know, we're we're not concerned about IL thirty five at all. If anything, I'm quite looking forward to not talking about IL thirty five, which is a bit uh, it was against this particular session, Steph. But that's why that's that's a good thing. We're we're quite relaxed about it. But there's um, we have had to educate clients, which is which is good because that's created discussion as well. Um, and there are some clients who are, are getting it right. Um, but you know to Ben's point, there's things like the off payroll website. you only have to go on there and you can see a lot of people that have got it wrong. You know So if a, a client was wondering who to engage with, um, that would also be a reference point I would point them towards as well, because there's a lot of the backstory involved in there in terms of the, the different approaches people have taken. Um, you know I'm pleased to say we've got you know good reports on that because of the approach that we're taken to it, basically. I wouldn't want to be seen as a solution because that's that's not what we're about at all.
0: Yeah. And what effect do you think um the reform will have on the market?
1: So I think it'll be a bit mixed, right? It's going to be a bit bumpy, uh, I would imagine. So we're seeing that already. So you know, you're seeing blanket determinations by some companies, that's just their risk appetites. Um, you're seeing some companies that are in the middle they're not really sure what they need to do and then there's some companies who are approaching this you know the same way we are you know it's a legislation change if you get it right approach it right then it can be things can continue as normal um and that's what we've seen um you know a lot of this is around best practices and things like that know, i've worked in banks for example where one contractor could, could have been sat there in an it role for example for the past 20 years you know, <laughs> clearly that's what this legislation is there to, to to move away from. So, you know, there's there's good things that will come of the legislation as well. So it's not all not all doom and gloom, albeit I accept that probably a lot of contractors that are out there during a pandemic as well, which obviously manifests the problem a little bit, um, looking for work, et cetera. But I don't think it is all doom and gloom. I do think it will settle down um, over the course of time.
0: Yeah. And Ben, do you have anything to add on to that from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I think the market
2: will react, um, or the market is reacting in in quite an interesting way. So, the the changes in IR thirty five mean that some of the more business as usual topics that previously a company might go into the contract market to, uh, to to cover are now becoming, I suppose, a little bit more competitive in terms of who who can actually go and win that business um with with those roles now sort of falling inside, I think it's created a, a very buoyant permanent market. It's created a, um, a very buoyant, you know, contract market for inside workers, which is good, but it also opens up the door for a much more competitive consultancy market, um, which means that we've had to evolve our service offering to be slightly more dynamic to to uh, cater for that. So um, I think it will be very positive for the consultancy market. I think it's great for the recruitment market Um, lots more permanent opportunities coming out and, um, and the contract market is still very busy, but I think it has definitely created more of a level playing field on the consultancy market. Um, you know, as I said previously, the consultancy market has been a bit of a monopoly for big companies in the past. I think, Changing regulation, um, changing the uh, our clients' views on cost and efficiency of cost is driving a hugely more competitive environment, and that's very, very exciting uh, for Brighter. It means that people are coming to the table with questions that previously might have gone in different directions. So, I think it's really, really exciting for the consulting market. And as Dean said, I don't think there's anything to be afraid of. I don't think there's anything to uh, to worry about. If you've got a good approach, a solid approach to our 35, and you've had lots of contractors or have lots of contractors, um, nothing changes as long as everything is in order. Um, on the consultancy market standpoint, I think if you do have a piece of work that you want doing, Go and have a chat with a few consultancies i think you'll be pleasantly surprised with with uh, how the market is evolving from a pri- price point standpoint but also um from a competition uh, perspective
0: yeah so there you have it and um, ben dean if there was one thing that you'd give our listeners uh to take away from today's session uh what would that be dean if i could start with you on this one
1: i'm glad you came to me first because i was dreading that question again so um i think I think I'll pinch Ben's line earlier on. So I think it's about doing your homework right. So we're not, we're not an IR35 solution. We're a consultancy. And, um, you know, we just understand what good practice can and should look like. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people who are categorizing themselves and they're IR35 experts. I've no idea how they are, but um, there's a lot of information in the public domain that people can go and, go and, go and read, go and obtain, and that will stand them in good stead, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: And Ben, what about you? I suppose this
2: is also with my um my OJ hat on as well as Brighter is that, you know, IR thirty five um is has been a bit of a disruptor. It's been a headache, I'm sure, for lots of companies, but it's I feel a a fair um a fair piece of legislation. I would just encourage every company or if hiring manager head of HR, head of tax, head of procurement to treat it as it's been written, which is to understand that there is still a place in the market for independent contractors, independent consultants who operate in a legitimate outside of R35 practice. There is a place in the market for inside R35 where NI and and, uh, employer contributions should be being paid and there is a growing place in the market for consultancy support where the there's a high level of service delivery a high level of, um, of of client interaction but just to review everything fairly um blanket determinations and a you know i suppose a, a one a one way approach for me is not a correct interpretation of the legislation and I think those companies will be at risk of, of investigation more so than those who have um have, have viewed the legislation for what it is in a fair way.
1: Yeah. That was a very long one line about them. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Don't keep don't get me going. <laughs>
0: <at 35.
2: laughs>
0: Amazing. So, thank you both um, again for your time. That's it from us today. Um, thank you to all of our listeners. Um, and don't forget, if you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe. Um, and if you head over to our LinkedIn page, you can stay up to all up to date on all things Oliver James. See you on the next episode.